Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We have a lot to talk about this week. So let's dive in to the church announcements. Let the people of the Reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. All right, let's dive in. Okay, so sweet justice has been served. The terrorist who drove his car into a group of peaceful, peaceful protesters back in 2017 um, following the Charlottesville Unite the Right March and the anti-racist march, the anti-hatred march. Yeah, he's going to jail for the rest of his life. Uh, we don't say the names of terrorists on the show very often. It's usually by mistake. And so we're not going to mention his name. But yeah, he's going to jail for the rest of his life. Shout out to the justice system working five minutes out of the time that we needed to. Um, Lizzo is out here taking over the world. I like Lizzo. I like Lizzo a lot. Um, I'm just rooting for her. Like, she's just, oh my God, I just, yay, Lizzo. So anyway, she killed her BET Awards performance, which, by the way, was a pretty decent show. Um, You know, shout out to Mary J. Blige for her award. Shout out to Tyler Perry for that riveting speech. Um, Yeah, I don't think there was a bad moment that I witnessed there. Nothing like too too dire that you actually have to like mention but yeah Lizzo's out here taking over the world back to Lizzo she slayed her urban decay ad if you guys have not seen this ad there's a few folk in it uh but Lizzo of course to me because I I admire her I really really like her so much um she slayed her her part in the ad uh her record went platinum and now she's thrown her name into the pot to play Ursula in the live action Little Mermaid, which we're going to talk to Disney in the wrap up rant a little later, but shout out to Lizzo. You're awesome. Uh, so this week was the Democratic debates uh, where 511 people stood up over the course of months to yell at each other and to talk about policy. Well, for the most part, everybody was very civil, but I had to be honest, it was very boring. It was very boring to watch. Um, under, I mean, traditionally, you know, we we understand, you know, there's going to be a slew of white men who really didn't make a major impact. Um, Elizabeth Warren, who always has a plan. I, I love that she has a plan. I love her, her tenacity and her thought on things. I don't, I don't like how people try to like pigeonhole her and say she looks like a frustrated eighth grade teacher. Um, <laughs> I mean. To be fair, (laughs) she kind of does. But I love the fact that she has a plan and a goal and she actually has things she wants to talk about. Uh, Beto, he he tried very hard. Bless him. He tried very hard with the Spanish and everything like that. Uh, To be fair, you know, I don't know what it's like to stand in front of literally millions of people and talk policy and things like that. Um, 
but he he tried it he tried it uh i still like beto um i don't know i like i i felt more confident about him being a president before the debates now i'm listening to him i'm like you know what you should be in the cabinet people like you should be in the cabinet you know like let's let's try in another four but you should definitely definitely be in the cabinet like that type of compassion and concern um out of someone who comes from privilege uh, you know, traditional, pri- pri- ah, traditional privilege in this country. Um, yeah, he should be in the cabinet. I like him. Elizabeth Warren too. She should be the cabinet too. Uh, if she can't be president or vice president, she definitely needs to be in the cabinet because those plans, honey, Bernie looked old. Um, I love, I don't really love Bernie. I like Bernie a lot. I like Bernie, but I, mm, Bernie, we cabinet, you can also be in the cabinet. Um, the Yang gang showed up, but they look sloppy. Uh, dude, please wear a tie. Please tuck your shirt in. Please look like you're getting ready to try to be someone's president. That means you're the leader of the free world, in a sense. Bruh, put a tie on. Put a tie on. Gillibrand sounded like a more polished Megan McCain. Um, and I usually like some of the things that she says, but... Yeah, the whole white woman jumped out. Um, Cory Booker really needs to make memes. Like his faces that he makes when certain folk are talking. Hysterical. So funny. Um, And Kamala committed murder on the on the platform. Uh, Poor Joe Biden just was not ready for the for the prosecutor that uh, the litigator that Miss Harris certainly is. Um, I don't think America was really ready until they saw it there, but you know, black women always knew. So <laughs> yeah, Kamala, whew, if you didn't know, if you didn't know anything about American politics, you would think that she was the front runner. Yeah. Um, so, but otherwise I was very bored. I, 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 I'm excited to see God willing. I'm excited to see Kamala get to the point where she can debate Trump because I feel like people don't believe that that man has a problem but that man has a lot of problems and the way her tenacious and intelligent and witty and quippy and quick witted mind works yeah the GOP has no chance also Mitch McConnell is up for re-election this year whoever is in his home state Please, please get that turtle out of office. Get the turtle out of office. Get him out. Get him out. I know. He's not even up for president and stuff like that. It was just, we were talking about politics, so I just threw him in the, in the batch. Finally, um, Jordan Woods wants to clear some things up. I don't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but I, I read. And so if you're on the internet for any amount of time, like let's say two minutes or so, you're going to come up with something with this ridiculous ass family. Um, as you can hear, I've had enough of them and we have to talk about them further. Um, grinds my gears, especially in the capacity in which we're about to talk about them. But so Kim said something very interesting on the show that got a lot of people of color, particularly black women, because we are the canary in the coal mine. Like I always say, black women be knowing. So, yeah, Kim said 
uh, to Kylie about Jordan Woods after this whole Tristan Thomas, Thompson, whatever that boy's name, the one who keeps cheating. After that whole fallout with him and Chloe, that that the focus changed from Tristan because he keeps cheating onto Jordan. And it was just like, y'all never even gave her the benefit of the doubt. She's supposed to be Kylie's best friend. Uh, y'all didn't even really listen to her or hear her out. Y'all just, y'all just mean girled her, mean girled her, just completely tossed her out, tossed her aside. Like, up, oh, your services as the black friend are no longer required. Uh, we could find another cute black girl, um, you know, then Jordan came out on her red table talk. Black women were like, we are, you, 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 you will not, you will not make this girl out to be the hoe in this situation. Mind you, if this ain't karma, I don't know what is, you know, these broads are all guilty of the same type of behavior. Um, even if Jordan Woods had passionate, raging, recorded sex with Tristan, whatever his last name is, it still wouldn't make up for the fact that each and every one of these women, I think barring Kendall has done this to someone else. And it's usually a black woman of color. Ask Trina about it. So when Kim said Kylie, she meaning Jordan provides for her whole family off of what you have given her, um, on a phone call, on a phone call, uh, between the, the, the KKKKK, all five case. Um, and the disrespect of just like she has to know that there's a problem. When Kim says stuff like that, it makes her sound like the white savior. And we, we've already talked about the white savior versus the white ally. We, it, it, it gives a lot of us a lot of pause. Like, first of all, how dare you make the assumption that Jordan wasn't rich AF prior to y'all's infectious ass family coming along and ruining things for for folk like she was already rich she they were already wealthy like they already had themselves well established and very comfortable before y'all came along before y'all came along okay she was bffs with the uh with the smith family like come on long before long before y'all ever came along Jaden actually introduced uh, Jordan to Kylie and that family and the rest is sort of history. And so like, how, first of all, how dare you Kim? like people have lives before you enter your self-absorbed ass into the, into the mix. That's the first thing. Second thing, it gives me a whole lot of pause that this woman is raising not one, not two, but four black children. Those children for all intents and purposes are black. You could put them out on the street right now and they will be treated just like black children get treated your kardashian name your west name your jenner name does not protect those black children from the 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 systems that are set up against black people in this country and that's just facts and so this whole white savior mentality that she has adopted is disgusting and alarming very alarming. Um, of course, Jordan, in a recent interview, she kind of shrugged the whole thing off. She said, she pretty much said, like, I said what I said. She's like, I, I'm as apologetic as I can be. Like, I said sorry. Like, I don't know what else you want me to say. Um, so, 
yeah, this whole thing is a mess with these with these with these folk. Um, let me know what you guys think about any of the stories. You can hit me up at the reclaimed blog at gmail.com. Let's take a quick break and then we'll slide on over to the mess and the message. All right, come on over and have a seat. It is time for the mess and the message. So remember earlier in the show, I said that we will be talking about the Kardashian Jenners. <sighs> yeah, um, I hate to do this, but it, it it's a cultural exploration that we we need. We need to see. We need to hear. Um, so it's another day. Another Kardashian or a Jenner is appropriating someone else's culture. This time it's Kim Kardashian West with her announcement of her new shapewear line. No, it's not the shapewear or the colors or the hues that are causing any of the trouble. It's the name of the shapewear line. She called it kimono. That's right. Like kimono, as in the long, loose robes with wide sleeves tied with a sash that are traditionally worn as formal garments in Japan. I mean, the only reason why I can even see why she would call it that is because it has Kim in the beginning of the name, which... Uh, okay, you could have called it Kiki, you could have called it anything, any word that traditionally starts with a C in your place with like a K, you could have called it anything else, but you wanted to call it kimono, underwear, which you took the name of a traditional Japanese garment that has been around for at least a thousand years, but whatever. Kardashian started, Kardashian West, pardon me, she's married, um, started a social media firestorm when she, um, when it was reported that she was attempting to trademark the word kimono, meaning that actual kimono can't be called kimono despite the fact that they are kimono because um, Kim's shapewear line is called kimono. Never mind, like I said, the thousands of years of Japanese history surrounding this garment and the vital and honored place it has among the Japanese people. Because Kim Kardashian is deciding to trademark it and trademark it several different ways, should the trademarks go through, that will be the future of the word kimono. And it's causing craziness. Um, people are tweeting about it. People are sh sharing pictures of their, their family members. Uh, from as far back as photography will allow uh, in their kimono and saying like this is this is what kimono is this is what it this is what it means to our culture this is what it means to our heritage like please don't do this because you're because you want I don't know fame or money or or attention which those those girls typically do <laughs> People are, you know, saying like this is disres completely disrespectful to their traditions, which it is. It's underwear, guys. <coughs> Excuse me. It's underwear. It's shapewear. And it's so frustrating that their, their, their robes that, you know, people got married and people got buried and people went to formal events to people, major, major life milestones are marked by kimono. Kimono are passed down from mother to daughter or father to son. like there's so much wrapped in the 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 culture of kimono to the Japanese people and Kim was like nope it's got my name in it so I'm calling my underwear line it how frustrating it must be to be a Japanese person to be raised in a Japanese household 
to understand or at least have a grasp on the importance of this item, this garment, and see and witness this. But, like, can we be real for a second? While everyone is expressing their rage over, and disgust over Kim's shapewear brand, um, stealing from Japanese culture, which this is, this is textbook, textbook um, cultural appropriation. I want to know where that same energy was when she so oftenly, often and so blatantly appropriated black culture. Numerous times, both Kim and the rest of the Calabasas clan blatantly and culturally appropriated black culture um, from taking hairstyles that were so embedded in the culture, like cornrows, more specifically though recently, the Fulani braids. Um, but if we're talking about cornrows, uh, during times of slavery, enslaved peoples would braid communication, even maps for the Underground Railroad in their hairstyles. Um, but remember when Kardashian West, I think it was either last summer or recently this year. I don't know. She, they've been stealing for a long time, child. I don't know. Remember she took the Fulani braids and had the nerve to call them Bo Derek braids on Snapchat? That's appropriation. First of all, Bo Derek also appropriated those braids. Let's just be fair. Um, they're called Fulani braids. They're based off of braids that were, are worn traditionally by the Fulani folk by the Fulani peoples in Africa. By taking them, taking the tradition out of it, um, plopping it on your skull, and then saying that it's Boderic braids for cool, for cool factor, for the cool factor of, hey, look at me, I'm wearing a hairstyle that white women don't traditionally wear, so I can seem like I'm cool and I'm hip and I'm down. That's cultural appropriation, textbook again. These girls could write the textbook of cultural appropriation. But we have this weird belief that because it's black culture, popular culture feels entitled to it. At one point, cornrows, baby hairs, rap music, even wearing gold was considered tacky and, if we use the word, ghetto. Now, I see it all the time walking around Philly, gold bamboo hoops dangle from white women's ears. Um as they don gold nameplate necklaces, as they walk into Urban Outfitters. Mark Jacobs, who is another cultural appropriator offender, um, he took Bantu knots to make his runway edgy and then renamed them mini buns. Dashikis got called, you know, remember Dashikis? Remember we talked about Dashikis, a, tr a traditional West African printed shirt? Um, they were dubbed as the new caftan by a pretty popular magazine. And they also got stolen by a well-known fashion house, Dior. I still have not let it go. And there's so many other instances we could literally have a full entire website on the relentless and, and, and just blatant cultural theft that has been happening to black people and black culture. While I can say without a doubt that Kim Kardashian West is definitely guilty of cultural theft and stand with the people of, Jap of Japan about calling it out, I also want folks to keep that same energy when it comes to black folks calling it out as well. Don't rant and rave and say, you know, cornrows and, and, and what? They call them boxer braids or, or bodeck braids or mini buns. Um, even dreadlocks, like... 
Mark Jacobs took dreadlocks and put them on his runway. He t- he took head wraps and not just like wrapping your hair for the for the wrap sense. They were very Africanized wit- styles of wrapping your hair, and he put them on his runway just so he could seem like he, you know, was cool and like edgy and hip and down because that's what people see as our culture. I mean, think about it. Miley Cyrus is like another one of these folk who, when she decides that she wants to feel bad and edgy, she's going to like dive into black culture, you know, mini bunning her hair up, rocking a nameplate, all these other things like that. And then just as soon as she wants to seem sweet and innocent, she'll dive back into the country music scene. Like, seriously, like nobody was out here twerking. Nobody was out here trying to wear baby hairs. Now I see girls. I I just saw a video. No lie. Dead ass. Shout out to Deval and Kadeen. Um, on their, their podcast. It's called Dead Ass. I, I live by it. Like shout out to them. If you guys haven't listened to them. Uh, a married millennial couple with three boys. Uh, just living their best life. Like listen to them. They're so cool. But anyway. Um. That wasn't a commercial. That was just from my heart. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's super frustrating to watch your culture being portrayed and worn as a costume. But there's this weird, like, people just feel entitled to it. It's like, oh, when we want to seem like we're down, we're going to go and dance in front of, you know, the projects where Jay-Z lives wearing Tim's when 10 years ago... White women wouldn't even venture into those neighborhoods. Now gentrification got y'all all bold. Um, oh, yeah. Back to the video I saw. I saw a video of a white woman dead ass drawing on her forehead baby hairs. She was drawing them, guys, with a glorified Sharpie. It might as well have been a Sharpie marker. Drawing baby hairs on her, on her forehead. Like what is ha- what is happening what is happening with this culture what is happening because like, like i said 10 years ago that would have been tacky and ghetto you know you think about some mix a lock song um uh i don't know why the name is escaping me but you guys know that song i like big butts and i cannot lie i don't know why the name escaped me this is what happens when you go really far off the cuff um and you start chasing the rabbits but you think about that song. Remember when the white women are speaking in the beginning when she was like, uh, Becky, look at her butt. It is so gross. And she's like, she's so black, you know, and they start talking about having like a really big butt. Like that moment was a, is a cultural marker. And I never thought I would say I was grateful for some mix a lot for making, um, that song. But like for real, like there was a time when even big butts, were considered to be a black thing and a gross thing to white and popular culture. Um, and now because of the Kardashian effect, like everybody wants a big butt girls are out here literally filling their backsides with fix a flat in order to like have that shape. Meanwhile, you know, not too long ago, we saw broads on the beach, same ones and their backside looked like they were carrying cottage cheese and curdled milk walking around. I'm not here to judge, not here to judge, but I'm saying when you have that type of money, you got to at least maintain the lie. You got to at least maintain the lie that's going on back there. (sighs) So then I asked myself this question. 
would it be bad? Is it bad that I'm even talking about this? Is it bad that I'm even discussing this? Because let's face it, these girls live off a controversy. They live off, like, that's where they get all their attention from. It's never any good things that they do. It's always the things like stealing the braids, stealing the, the, the hairstyles, um, you know, making comments like, People who were already rich and wealthy and well-off and happy and living their best life were just in dire straits and only one of them could come to the rescue of them simply because they're people of color. Like, seriously. They, they Think about it. Now we're all talking about this shapewear blind, this shapewear brand. Um, and to be honest, Kim is fully aware that she's culturally appropriating. She made a statement that pretty much said, well, I said what I said, like, this is what it's called. It's called kimono. It's so bad, you guys, that the city of Kyoto in Japan, Kyoto, Japan, wrote a letter to Kim Kardashian West and kimono intimates. It says, Dear Miss Kim Kardashian West, I am writing this letter to convey our thoughts on kimono and ask you to reconsider your decision of using the name kimono in your trademark. Kimono is a traditional ethnic dress fostered in our rich nature, in our rich nature in history with our predecessors' tireless endeavors and studies. And it is a culture that is cherished and passed down with care to our living. Also, it is a fruit of craftsmanship and truly symbolizes a sense of beauty, spirits, and values of the Japanese. In recent years, we see not only Japanese, but also so many foreign tourists wearing kimono, strolling around Kyoto and cities in Japan. It is proof that kimono, that kimono, I'm sorry, it is a proof that kimono we are proud of as our traditional culture is loved by people all around the world. We are currently undertaking initiatives nationally to make kimono culture a symbol of our culture and spirits registered as a UNESCO intangible cultural heritage list. I'm sorry, registered to the UNESCO's intangible cultural heritage list. We think that the names for kimono are an asset with all humanity who love kimono and its culture. Therefore, it should not be monopolized. Say it again, it should not be monopolized. I would like you to, to visit Kyoto, where many Japanese cultures, including kimono, are cherished. To experience the essence of kimono culture and to understand our thoughts and our strong wish. From Daisaku Kadukawa, mayor of Kyoto. The city of Kyoto is begging Kim Kardashian to not steal kimono from them. To not steal that name. Like, to come see for herself the value of it. And how many of us bet that she, she ain't going to do it and she's going to keep the name Kimono? <sighs> this is what happens when you're a trained scam queen. After reading that letter, at, like I read it a few days ago, after reading that, you know, my heart honestly broke uh, because like they're, they're, they're literally begging her not to steal their culture. Just like black people were begging her not to steal their culture and not to just try to profit off of it and not to give rise or room for these black fishers which you know she's not completely responsible for but come on like pretending to, to 
you know, putting on this whole racially ambiguous thing after so many people have like fought for the ability to even wear our own hair at work instead of straightening it. You know, laws were just passed not too long ago, like maybe within the last year or so, that allows black women to even wear our normal hair as it grows out of our scalp to work and not be and not be and not have to suffer consequences of that. That is illegal. So when you have a culture that makes blackness bad and you have people fighting to just be black and then you come along and try to steal black so you can seem like you're cool, that is a cruel and selfish thing to do. Cultures are to be respected and celebrated, not stolen for the sake of looking cool, edgy, or interesting. Elements of culture have deep, sacred, even spiritual meanings that stand hundreds if not thousands of years of history. Maybe instead of stealing them for our own personal gain, we should show them respect for the global community's gain. All right, enough with the Kardashians. <laughs> Let's get into the wrap-up rant. Okay, good folk, it's time for me to yell through the microphone, um, ranting and whatnot. So speaking of not being able to have things, a video recently surfaced of a largely white sorority attempting to party walk and or stroll. I don't know how old this video is. All I know is why can't black people have nice things? Like, why can't black people have nice things? Why can't we just have our strolls and our party walks? For those who are unfamiliar, in Greek culture, of which I am a part. I'm a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Very proud member. Um, in our culture of, of, of divine nine, there's nine of us. Um, there's actually a lot more, but the, the traditional black Greek organizations, there's nine. <sighs> when, you know, if there's a party or an event, you know, we all do specific moves and dances and we do them together. You can trace this back to West African culture. You could trace this back to ancient cultures. Um, this had, it, it, it's an expression of our, our, organi our organization's individuality and our collective unity as part of these organizations. Um, you'll see a lineup of people doing specific dance moves and specific hand signs that are specific to their organizations. If you see it at a party, you move out of the way, you let them go by. It's just, it's just part of our culture. So yeah. So to see a white sorority, which, you know, the reason why a lot of us even created these organizations was because we got locked out of these organizations. Like we got locked out of traditional white sororities and traditional white fraternities. And so we created our own. And of course, like I said earlier, anything black seems like it's fair game here in this country, um, here in this society. It's like popular culture feels like it's just entitled to anything black. And so to see these white girls flipping their hair and attempting to march on beat, I think I said something to the effect of like, what in the bland chicken, no flavor, no sauce is going on here? Like, you can't take elements of culture. Like, you can't have the cool without the struggle. 
So you can't take elements of someone else's culture and then just do it because it looks cool and it looks good. Like that's cultural appropriation. That is cultural theft and it's cultural theft from the, the reason why we even have cultural theft. Like you, it's the same reason why you can't wear a headdress to Coachella. It's the same reason why you can't just slap on geisha makeup and you know run to a a party it's the same reason like these are cultural heritages and you are you are white people i need to talk to you for a second let people have nice things let black people let latino people let asian people let 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 people just let people have their things you don't get the right to have their things. You just don't get to. You have your own cultures. You know your cultures. A lot of us in the diaspora, a lot of black people in this country don't know our cultures beyond a certain point because at a certain point, we were forced to lose them. And so any grasping or any creation of culture that we have, that is ours. And we have that, those are hard fought. You don't have the right to have them. You don't. If you don't understand the struggle, if you don't understand what people have gone through, if you don't understand the history, leave it alone. Let people have their things, okay? Um, Rachel effing Dolezal. Like, why do you keep coming up? Like, disappear into anonymity so you can live your, your pretend black life. Rachel Dolezal another scam queen, um, came out this pride month. Uh, I think she came out as bisexual. Uh, she is a scam queen for real guys. Like anytime something pops up with anyone else's culture, she just wants to be part of it. So she pretended to be a black woman for God knows how many years, forced her family, forced her family to lie about it. Um, like full on lie about it. She was very much a white woman, which there is nothing wrong with being a white person. Like you can be a white person and just like you can be a black person, just like you can be any person. Like you don't have to be a white person. To, I mean, you don't have to be a black person to be in the NAACP. Like the NAACP has white founders, just like it has black founders. It has people founders, like all sorts of colors. And here's the interesting thing. Rachel Dolezal gave up her efficacy, especially in something such as the NAACP. Like Rachel Dolezal would have been invited to rooms that I wouldn't be invited to simply because she's a white woman. There's discussions that are had that she could have been very effective and very well received and well loved for simply because she's a white woman. And she gave up that efficacy to pretend to be a black person for God knows why. And so when, you know, y'all remember when H&M came out with the coolest monkey on the, in the jungle shirt and that little black boy was wearing it and she came out with the, Rachel Dolezal came out with a line of t-shirts that said coolest king and coolest king on the, in the jungle or something like that. Something stupid. And when people were like, well, what is this benefiting? Like, is it benefiting anyone else? She's like, well, it's benefiting my, my cool Kings, my little Kings. So, so in other words, she just wants, she just wants to profit off of what is going on. And so when she comes out in pride month, I have to question it. 
And I know as a heterosexual, cisgendered woman, I come from a place of privilege and it's not cool for me to try to talk bad about someone else's coming out story. But that one, that particular one, gives me major pause. So, yeah, people prof- people keep, this particular one keeps profiting off of other people's struggle. And I don't like it. And she needs to go ahead and disappear into anonymity once again. Finally, Disney. Disney, Disney. Y'all keep coming out with these live action things. I don't want to see another live action thing. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see another live action thing. I want a new story. I want a new movie. I I don't want to I don't want to hear of another sequel. I don't want to hear of another live action version of a movie that I've already seen. Shout out to Aladdin, shout out to Lion King, shout out to whatever other stories that you have coming down the pipes. But dudes, ladies, gents, the work of Disney. I need a new story. There's so many other stories. There's so many other things you could talk about that will keep you relevant and make your brand awesome. But you guys got to find new stories because this, this ain't the way going back and rehashing stories. This ain't the way. Cause I'm gonna tell you something, especially if you start drifting back into some of those other princess stories that you guys had, like snow white and sleeping beauty and how a lot of those stories are problematic AF, um, and how they put, they put the onus of a woman's safety and her own will and her own understanding in the hands of men who she may have just met and built no relationship with. Yeah, no, no. Problematic, problematic stories, problematic. Also, I am still waiting for an official black princess. I know we said Princess Tiana is official black princess, but she spent the, half that movie being a frog. I need a full length movie of a black princess you know a great one you could start with you could do nefertiti you could do there's a slew of african queens and african princesses maybe not disney because like some of those stories get really really real and they 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 there's a lot of queens that fought against colonialism throughout africa um there's a slew of stories and things like that that one can dive into but i don't maybe disney's not the right fit for those but yeah tell me what you guys think thank you guys for tuning in and listening to me scream and holler all episode long about the wrongs and the ills of the world (laughs) i appreciate you guys um thank you guys for sharing for liking for subscribing um that's really important like there's no point in us even putting online content out there if people aren't gonna like like it or share it like so I appreciate every single time I see someone has listened or someone has shared I appreciate y'all like I really 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 do I really love my community I love I don't have an audience I have a community and they talk back to me and I talk to them and yeah y'all are y'all are dope um don't forget that you guys can follow me at the reclaimed on twitter and on instagram and um if you have any comments concerns screams of fury and or pain you can hit me up at the reclaimed blog at gmail.com that address again is the reclaimed blog at gmail.com um all right guys have an awesome week and as always peace